AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Joe Petrie, Editorial Director for the Endeavor Aviation Group. The Omaha Airport Authority is making headlines to start the year with the recent announcement it's investing $950 million to modernize the Epley Airfield Terminal. Designed to meet growing demand in air travel and replace a 40-year-old facility, this project will transform the traveler experience and accommodate growing air traffic in the Omaha region. I recently spoke with Steve McCoy, Chief Information and Development Officer for the Omaha Airport Authority, about the project's needs, the size, the scope, the technology that's going to power it, and how it's going to transform the air system in the Omaha region. All right, Steve. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Uh, Very interesting project at hand in Omaha. Tell me a little bit about the uh, Epley Airfield Terminal Expansion and Renovation Project and what's motivating uh, the authority to undertake this right now. Yeah, Joe, this is an exciting program for the Omaha Airport Authority for Epley Airfield, for our community, our region. Uh, this is a, a terminal modernization that's about $950 million expansion and development program, really focused on enhancing the travel experience and supporting Epley Airfield's growth for decades to come. The, the program itself was really born from our 2013 master plan. Prior to that master plan, previous developments at the airport for probably the, the, the prior two decades were really focused on airside developments, a lot of work redeveloping runways, taxiways, aprons, and other airfield systems. In 2013, that master plan really looked more at landside and terminal area requirements, long-term facility requirements, Uh, with regards to parking and vehicle roadways, and particularly around the terminal campus itself, and planning for what those needs were going to be as passenger demand increased, what facilities would be needed to accommodate that increase in aviation demand. So that's really what uh, is the driver behind this program. So how do you anticipate this expansion is going to position Effley Airfield uh, in the regional and national airport landscape? You know, any airport is really just a reflection of the community that it serves. Uh, as, as we grow, it's a, a direct result of the growth from our community, our state. Uh, those folks that use Epley Airfield, their demand is driven by socioeconomic growth in the area, business growth that that fuels not only business travel demand, but also uh, discretionary spending for leisure travel demand. And so here within the Omaha area, we've seen uh, great economic activity and population growth that's really fueling the demand for travel here at Epley Airfield. So again, as our community grows, we want to be able to grow with it and make sure that we're providing for the airport facilities, airport services that are needed for that uh, long term um, and, and also here in the short term. So tell me a little bit about the trends in passenger traffic you're seeing in Omaha. Uh, What are the demands that made it to have a decision nearly double the size of the terminal? So the current terminal that we're in, Joe, was actually developed in the mid-80s. So over that 40-year period, we've actually doubled in passenger activity here. Last year in 2023, 
uh, we saw 5 million total annual passengers fly in and out of Epley Airfield, which was actually our second busiest year on record um, and also marked a full recovery from the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. So, uh, you know, we, we've seen that long-term growth and we would anticipate continued steady growth in aviation demand here, but the, the doubling the size of the terminal uh, is not only to accommodate increases in passengers, but it's also to accommodate the passenger processing pieces and the systems that are necessary to move passengers efficiently, intuitively through a terminal, and then also to be able to scale future growth off that facility. So there are a number of elements of this program um, that are not incorporated in today's uh, existing facility that'll be incorporated in the future facility. So that's really driving a lot of that square footage growth. Now, you mentioned the pandemic. Uh, obviously, something like this takes a long time to planning. How did the recovery from the pandemic and surpassing pre-pandemic level shape planning for this expansion? So, as I mentioned, we started the planning for this back in 2013 with that master planning effort. Really started the implementation of this uh, in 2018, started the, the design in 2019. Uh, when the pandemic hit in 2020, we temporarily suspended the design for a period of time before resuming in 2022, completing the design, knowing again that that demand was going to recover and we were going to continue to see increased passenger activity here. So planning for and designing for that long term growth here at the airport. So, um, you know, it, all it really did was put a, a temporary pause on the design. But other than that, it's about planning for those long term needs because we're going to anticipate that aviation activity to continue to increase here at the airport. Now, besides the physical size itself, which is going to be a great addition for the airport just to have that. Um, I know understand there's a lot of different key features in here with the terminal design, such as, you know, a unified concourse and centralized TSA checkpoint. Can you tell me a little bit about some of these key features that uh, the airport has been that's including in this to make sure that it helps uh, passenger flow? Sure, absolutely. And as I mentioned, the, the existing terminal was designed in the, and constructed in the mid 80s. So that's obviously uh, pre 9-11 and uh, the, the travel experience has obviously evolved since that time. Travelers expectations have evolved since that time. So a lot of this programs look to uh, looks to address those uh, sort of things. For instance, uh, we have a lot of duplicative redundant functions in areas that we don't need it right now. We have two checkpoints um, and two different concourses. As you mentioned, we're looking to unify, have one single linear concourse but also to serve that a centralized consolidated checkpoint that's going to be able to scale and grow in the future as well uh, and also add a lot of efficiencies for the TSA that's operating that checkpoint. And speaking of efficiencies in the TSA, we're also adding an automated inline check bag inspection system that's going to be really more behind the scenes. The passengers won't experience that, but it's going to provide for enhanced efficiencies, not only for the airlines, but also for the TSA screening those bags. We're relocating the ticketing lobbies so they're immediately adjacent to that new security checkpoint. So it'll be a very intuitive flow as passengers come into the terminal, right into the ticketing hall, and then just flow naturally into a new space where that security checkpoint will be. It'll be a high volume space. Just be very natural and inviting folks into that area. Then once you get through that security checkpoint, we'll have a brand new concession space, a whole new food beverage retail program that passengers both arriving and departing process that will pass through that area before going to the gate hold rooms uh, within the concourse. Within those gate hold rooms, we're increasing the size of those hold rooms to increase the level of service, 
Part of that is also driven by increasing size of aircraft that we've experienced here in Omaha as the average seats per departure have grown over years, making sure we can accommodate those passenger loads within those hold rooms, providing enhanced seating, uh, you know, charging for electric uh, electronic devices. That's obviously, obviously a key piece of the passenger experience. Um, we're growing the number of gates here at Epley Airfield uh, from 20 to 22 initially here, uh, but this future setup will also allow us to continue to grow and continue to expand into the future as demand warrants. A few other kind of key pieces that we're adding, we're adding uh, two international gates, which will be capable of uh, processing uh, international arrivals and new Customs and Border Protection Federal Inspection Services facility that will be new to this facility. We don't currently have that capability. Uh, and this will allow for scheduled airline arrivals from, from international destinations. So that's a real exciting piece of the program, something that we know that the community is excited for. We're enhancing the vertical circulation throughout the, ter the terminal as well. We're, uh, we're doubling the number of escalators and we're quadrupling the number of elevators, making everything more efficient, larger, to really just get some efficiencies as passengers move between the arrivals and the departures level. Uh, on that arrivals level with the uh, inbound bags, we're doing a whole new uh, baggage claim system. That's an area that we're currently constrained, and this will provide for an enhanced level of service there as well. Um, just a few other things that we're doing beyond the security checkpoint. Right now, we have constraints with regards to passenger amenities, uh, simple passenger amenities such as restroom facilities. So with this build, we're actually going to be uh, increasing the number of restrooms, the locations of restrooms, and, and making sure that we provide those restroom facilities uh, throughout the operation of the terminal. Well, it sounds like it's definitely going to be a much better passer experience for the travelers going through, uh, you know, but obviously something like this is going to be a big undertaking. Uh, tell me, what are some of the biggest challenges that you at the airport are preparing to undertake to in order to keep operations going now uh, while working on this uh, renovation? Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned the, the passenger experience. because That's really kind of a key piece of this program. In fact, back in 2013, when we did the master plan, we had established a series of goals and objectives with this program, and they still hold true today. First being need-based development. We're building a program based upon the aviation demand that warrants these facilities. The next piece is maintaining customer convenience of the, of the airport. It's, it's a very easy in, easy out facility. It's close to downtown Omaha. We want to make sure we maintain that uh, through the life of the program and beyond uh, as we also improve that customer experience. Because as was mentioned, uh, we have a facility that's 40 years old. We want to make sure we're keeping up with passenger uh, requirements there. And then also doing so in a cost effective and phased implementation manner. That is, we're bringing on elements of the program in phases. We'll be developing uh, this terminal while we continue to operate it. And that will definitely be a challenge. Uh, to maintain airport operations as we go through a construction project that's going to last five years with estimated completion in 2028. So real key critical component of that, Joe, will be maintaining active ongoing communication with the community, with our stakeholders, so they know what the impacts will be at any given time. Perfect. So tell me then uh, also, uh, there's a lot of design elements that are part of this. You mentioned a little bit on technology. Uh, what kind of role did technology play overall in the whole concept of, you know, building for the future in Omaha and what that's going to look like for the airport traveler? 
Sure. One of the things we tried to look at uh, even early on in the design process was looking across the passenger profiles. The demographic of travelers are going to be using the facility, whether they're uh, the, the, you know, the road warriors, those business travelers that are always in and out of the airport or the folks that are visiting friends and relatives or people who travel infrequently uh, of various uh, age ranges as well. So we tried to look across that profile to make sure we knew what those needs were going to be make sure we could incorporate that into the design. Things such as uh, accessibility, things such as requirements for electronic devices, uh, simple things such as Wi-Fi, um, as well as other kind of back of house systems that make a passenger experience smooth and efficient, such as that, that inline uh, check bag inspection system, as well as a number of other both airline and airport operational space and systems that that really just kind of go on behind the scenes. People won't even think about, but but make the experience smooth and, and seamless. And was there any additional um, sustainability or environmental projects that the airport decided to incorporate as a part of this, uh, knowing that you have this opportunity to make a once in a couple decade type of change? <laughs> You know, what, one of the pieces of this program is the installation of a new central utility plant. Uh, this replaces our existing utility plant, which has a number of systems that are at the end of their useful life. So this new utility plant providing electrical heating, cooling data systems for the entire terminal campus uh, will be all new uh, efficient systems that are really going to be set up not only for this initial build, but that utility plant is going to be expandable as well so that as we continue to grow and have the need to maybe add additional gates or square footage in the future, those systems, those elect electrical systems, mechanical systems, heating, cooling systems will be able to grow and support that as well. Uh, additionally, one of the things that we're looking at this program is additional daylighting, natural sunlight within the terminal experience as well, which obviously has uh, a, an environmental aspect to it, but also a, a large passenger experience aspect. We're in a differently an interesting time right now in terms of financing when it comes to a lot of these airport improvement projects, just what's available. Can you talk a little bit about the financing strategy that the uh, authority undertook is undertaking for this one and kind of some thought process behind why you decided to take it that way? Sure. First and foremost, I would say that the Omaha Airport Authority is a non-taxing authority. Uh, we do not collect any state local tax funds. Uh, we are completely self-sustaining. So we collect user fees to support not only operations, but development here at the airport. So funding for this program will come from airport revenues, as well as some federal grants and airport bonds. Those bonds backed by the revenue generated here at the airport. Uh, passenger facility charges are a portion of that as well. But overall, this $950 million program, again, is based on the user activity that occurs here at Epley Airfield as a self-sustaining airport. And so looking at this, the airport, once it has this new project uh, completed down the line, tell me, what what's the future look like? I mean, where do you guys see long-term growing beyond this expansion? Sure, you know, we looked through a, a long-term planning horizon. This initial build uh, is really to accommodate up to 6 million annual passengers. And as you may recall, at the beginning of our discussion, we said we, we were back at 5 million annual passengers. But we're setting up this program so we can scale growth in the future. And the planning horizon looks well out beyond 8 million passengers. So basically when we have this thing in place, we'll be able to continue to add gates, 
as we see more airline activity, more passenger activity, add additional systems to support. But really, the engine of the terminal will be built here initially so we can support that growth in the future. So I would say, you know, definitely uh, as we continue to grow, this facility will be able to continue to accommodate that growth. Um, I mentioned previously that all the work that had been done on the airfield and that airfield's uh, in a condition and in, in a setup that has plenty of capacity to accommodate long-term growth and aviation activity. And we want to do the same thing here with the terminal. So now that, you know, the announcement's out and we're getting ready to go, what do we expect to see in 2024 from you guys with this new expansion? Where, where, where are we going to start seeing some physical change on foot? You know, initially here, Joe, we... Um, the work has already started actually on that utility plant, but that's really kind of behind the scenes, doesn't really have an impact on passenger um, experience. And that's really the first kind of enabling work. We'll start to do some other renovations, but uh, 2024 will be kind of getting the program rolling before we get into a, a period later where we're going to have to do some, some terminal renovations that will have a little bit more of an impact on the passenger experience. I would also say in addition to the terminal work, here in 2024, we also have another project that's ongoing, Joe, and that is on our terminal roadway and canopy project, which is another enabling project where we're adding additional uh, capacity, throughput capacity for vehicles that come to the terminal, picking up, dropping off passengers. Uh, the other piece of that is from a passenger experience point, we're building an entire glass canopy that covers the entire front drive curbside of, of the airport terminal between the garage in the terminal building. Uh, it's 800 feet long, 112 feet wide, anywhere between 48 to 68 feet tall. So here in Nebraska in the winter and spring months where we do receive inclement weather, that'll keep travelers out of that weather, out of the snow, the rain. Uh, so that'll really provide for an enhanced passenger experience, but also again, that's to provide for increased capacity as well. So while we have that utility plant work going on, we also do have work occurring uh, as, as part of, of that project on the canopy and roadway. Again, all of these elements of that inclusive master plan. And my last question for you today, obviously there's a lot of work ahead for this. Uh, it's very exciting times. What do you want the industry to know about the airport and this project going forward and what kind of impact it's going to have on the aviation system in Omaha? Well, we get that uh, Epley Airfield here is the front door to our community. Um, it's it's the, the the world's gateway to Omaha and Omaha's gateway to the world. And so we realize what that means for not only travelers, but the city, the, the region, the state here. And it's an important program that will drive uh, economic development with jobs. Um, it, it, it will leave a lasting imprint on the community. So there's really a big legacy element of this that I think a lot of the team is excited for and our community is really excited for. Um, you know, it's a, it's a long-term program um, and, and we're in the initial stages here. <clears throat> and like any large capital program, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, right? And uh, keeping our stakeholders engaged in the process, not only the local community stakeholders, um, but the airline stakeholders, the federal agencies that operate out here at the airport, that's absolutely critical piece of this. Uh, and they've been critical to the planning and the preparation. And, uh, you know, I really can't say enough about the planning preparation process before you go into execution of a terminal like this. It's just, it's absolutely huge. It's critical to set up a program here 
Um, but it, the the end result uh, after you know five years of construction is really going to be a premier travel experience that really meets the requirements of the modern traveler now and well into the future. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Steve, for your time. Very exciting stuff. I can't wait to see this thing become a reality in Omaha going forward. Great. Thanks, Joe. We're very excited as well. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. For all the latest news and information about the most innovative airport improvement projects in North America and the leaders making them a reality, make sure to visit our website, aviationpros.com, and sign up for the Airport Business Daily Newsletter. I'm Joe Petrie. We'll catch you next time.